You are listening to the Married 2.0 Podcast, Episode 19. Welcome to Married 2.0. I'm your host, Amy Sanders. I'm a fitness and wellness pro, mom, stepmom, second wife, and master certified life coach. I'm here to help you manage your emotions, your relationships, and life so you can live a healthier, happier life. Okay, we are back, and I have an awesome guest here with me today. Her name is Jill Rodeback, and I actually met Jill a number of years ago, and when I met Jill, her life was in shambles, right, Jill? Oh my gosh, yeah, to say the least. Her life yeah. was in shambles, and she, we were working on another business together, and she was forced into, it was basically like you were forced into divorce and you felt like your life was over. Mm-hmm, yep. And so we had a lot of chats. We talked a lot. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Amy saved the day. She's the best. <laughs> she helped so much. You got, you helped so much. Oh, I'm so glad. But, but really, so Jill, I wanted to talk about um, just how it was when we first met. Because the reason why I want Jill on this podcast is because I believe a lot of people have been where where Jill was and you feel like there's no hope. So whether you're faced with divorce or you're still married and you're like, what the heck? I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to get, I don't know how to be any different and you're not showing up for yourself. She did not want to be divorced. She told me that she was an old hag and that no one would want her ever again. And first of all, I know you guys can't see Jill, but let me just talk about Jill for a minute. She's beautiful. She has a killer personality, which you're going to see in just a second when she starts talking more and she lights up the room when she walks in it. And so what I was seeing when we were, I was basically coaching you. I don't Well, maybe it was unsolicited coaching. Ah, no, you came to me to coach. I no. We I, 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 no, I was, I was, prepared, I was desperate and prepared. I needed help. <laughs> but I just was like, oh my gosh, look at you and look how amazing you are. And you're not seeing any of it anymore. And I think we get to that place where we just stop seeing ourselves when we're in that hard place. Like she didn't want to be divorced. She didn't want her life to change. And then all of a sudden it was just like thrown at you. Yes, very much. And so now her life is completely different. She's remarried. And uh, anyway, so we want to talk about it. So Jill. Yes. Let's talk about, I want you to tell me how you felt when you were in that place. And we'll just start there. Um, Yeah, I think I wasn't just to kind of be clear. I wasn't forced, you know, into divorce my ex-husband now ex-husband he did not want a divorce um at all and um but it was a situation where if I wanted to survive emotionally spiritually um really thrive at all I had to get away from the situation I was in it was a really extreme situation um and I don't want to talk about the details of it just out of respect for my kids um but I was married for 30 years and really happily married I very happily married. Um, and then as a lot of things, 
at this, I'm 58 now, I guess I was 55. Um, and then just all these changes started to happen in my, my husband, just his personality, everything changed like a whole different person. And it got, it was just a really, really terrible situation. And um, so I had to make a choice to stay or to go, but I've been married for 30 years. Um, those of you who've been married a long time, I'd have been a stay-at-home mom. I didn't really, I didn't have a career. Um, I had lived in the same house for 23 years. I never, ever, ever imagined I was going to be divorced. Was It didn't even cross my mind that that was a possibility that I'd be faced with a situation as I was faced with. So um, it was really it's so devastating. Like an atomic bomb went off in my life, really. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you clear for that because I'm like, you were forced with it. It was really like you were, do I stay with this person that's not who I've been married to all these years? He's totally different now and not really wanting to change his ways. Nope. So I'm not going to be happy. Or do I make a change so that I can find happiness again? Exactly. And that's really that's what you with like, Hey, it's either this or this, but mm-hmm. I have, but to- yeah, but when you're, you know, 55 and, um, you don't, <laughs> and you've, and you've been in the situation, you've been married for this long time and you don't see, you don't know anything else in life. It's, it's so scary. It's paralyzingly scary. Yeah. And, and I, didn't think, you know, like Amy said, Amy, you said like, I was like, who's going to want me at this age? You know, I have a, I have a food paw. What is that? What is that called? A food paw when you get a saggy stomach? <laughs> <What's that called? laughs> you know, this slab hanging off the front of me. I'm not the cute little thing I used to be. I don't have a career. How am I going to support myself? Um, I, and the one big thing is I didn't know how to be alone. I had no idea how to be alone. I was petrified to be alone. Yeah. So you're and so mom, 30 years, that's what you do. And now all of a sudden you're never going to get divorced. Now all of a sudden you're like, um, my life's starting over. I thought my life was like ending, you know, like I was wrapping up and becoming a grandma, mm-hmm. but no, I'm starting over. Yeah. This actually happened. Um, this all of things came to light really just within weeks of my two youngest daughters moving out of the house. So um, like literally turned into an empty nester. And then within a few months knowing, Oh, I'm not just an empty nester. Like I have to make a choice whether I'm staying in this really unhealthy situation or I'm going to, it felt like jumping off a cliff. Like it was, it was like jumping off a cliff and you don't know if there's water or you're going to hit the ground and it's yeah. going to like, you just have to jump off in the dark and you don't know what's below. I mean, yeah. that's how it felt. It was, it was absolutely paralyzing to me personally, emotionally. It was so paralyzing to me. And so I didn't get a divorce for about a year. Actually, I stayed in it and for about a year and kept trying to find a way to stay and kept trying to find a way. How can this work? How can I stay? in this marriage for my kids. My, I'm from divorced parents. So the last thing I ever, ever wanted for my kids was a divorce. 
the last thing, and everybody says that nobody wants a divorce, but when you grown, you know, when you were a kid and your, your parents got divorced and you suffered a lot because of that divorce, you're even more, um, I think you're smart. You know more about how hard it's going to be on your kids because you've been through it. So that made me even more so that I didn't want to get a divorce. So I tried and rationalizing my head and went back and forth and you know, I wrote pros and cons. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, and they're really, and then my kids came to me, I'll say this, my adult kids, and this can make me emotional to have to say this, but my adult kids came to me and just said, mom, you have to divorce dad. You don't have a choice, mom. You've got to leave him. My kids who, you know, the last thing they would want is their family not to be together. So I have great kids. And they were really supportive of, you know, of me and the choice I knew I had to make. Yeah. Okay, Sorry, so I told you I was going to cry. I mean, <laughs> no, but that's fine. That's what we want. We want, we want people to hear your voice. And I know there's so many people that have been or are where you were. Yeah, I know. You know, people and, that think that they can't, you know, first of all, I want, I always say, I'm not pro-divorce. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> but sometimes either. you don't have a choice. Like, I mean, you have a choice to stay mm-hmm. and be unhappy and not be true to yourself, or you have a choice to leave and try and create a different life for you. Yeah. And I have, and I've met a lot of women since that have, you know, been through this, but there's a, there's a whole grieving process, you know, to this you know, to a long marriage, um, and leaving it. And it's so, so hard. So my heart goes out to women that are trying to make that choice or in the middle of living through it, because, um, I've been through a lot of hard things in my life, a lot of hard things, but that, but, but that decision really to go out on my own at this age and try to make a new life was just emotionally devastating, crippling, really. It was really hard as when I met you, you know, I mean, at that point, I feel like who's going to want me um, because, you know, when you're in a situation in a marriage, that's really unhealthy. And then you feel like you're a failure. Nobody's going to want you who you ever going to find. So better just gear up to be alone forever. (laughs) You know, (laughs) which which you're also used to being with someone. So you don't want to be. alone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's so hard. It's like losing a limb, you know, after being married to somebody that long. So, you know, the decision took me, it wasn't quick. You know, I, it was like about a year, year and a half before I really was like, okay, I really have to this. I have to do this, you know, if, or else I'm gonna, and interestingly enough, you know, in the middle of it, um, you know, you don't see, right. You, you think everything's going to be dark. Uh, you're never going to be happy again. You're just, how could this happen to me? We all feel that way. Probably about something in our lives at some point. Right. Um, I felt that way a lot, a, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of different things, what is happening to me? Um, yeah. but I, but in the, just recently, my, my older daughter, I have four kids, two boys and two girls. They're all in their twenties. Well, actually my oldest just turned 30, but, um, she said just recently, I've been divorced three years now. And just recently she said, mom, you were dying. 
you would have not lived very long, long. Like she could see that in me. My child, you know, could see, she said, you would not have lived mom if you wouldn't have divorced dad. So sometimes you don't realize really other people see it in you. So anyway, I made that decision and it was scary. (laughs) It was scary. And it's okay for it to be scary though. It is a scary thing, especially yeah, so when you've been there and for so long, 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, your whole life. And, and you've been, so 30 years plus all the children, plus you've been in that home for so long. I remember you were like, I just don't want to move out of this home. This is my home. Um, yes. So those are all hard things, but you did do it. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you did create a life. So let's talk about that. So you end up, you end up divorcing and what happened? Um, what do you mean? Like what happened? Well, I like, moved out of my house. You moved out, yeah. You moved out of your house. Okay. This is what I mean. Which, you ended up getting your career. You totally yes. served yourself. Okay. One thing I will say about this for anybody who has to move out of a house that they've been in a long time, that's really hard for them to let go of. Um, that was really hard. 23 years, you know, in a home and my friends and neighborhood, it was so hard. Right. But, um, I found that after I did it, which it was grueling and I got into a new place and a new energy and I got into a town home, you know, a new town home, I moved out of that um, I was in Orem. I moved to Lehigh and I couldn't believe how much of a relief it was to just be in a new energy in a new space. Wow. So I, you know, I, and I didn't expect that, right. I didn't expect the relief, honestly, that I felt once I got, I, I sold everything. I, I mean, I sold, I got rid of it everything. I didn't want any furniture I had. I didn't want anything from my old life. I really seriously was like, no, I'm starting again. (laughs) I want everything new, you know, Mm -hmm. and I did about all the furniture and I went into a whole new space. So that really helped me. I think if I would have stayed in that house, it would have been, I don't know if I could have moved on in the same environment, you know? So I'm glad it was so hard but I'm glad. So I got into my new town home. Weirdly enough, I thought I, I w- I've always been afraid to stay alone at night. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I get freaked out at night, any little noise or anything. Right. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, oh, and by the way, yeah. Then we had to put our dog down right as I was moving out oh. and I'm not much of, and I'm not a, a much of an animal person, but we'd had this little dog for 13 years. And so we had to put her down. So I really was alone. Like not even a dog, you know, (laughs) so it's so, but I just weirdly was so calm in that new place. I was never scared, you know, maybe it's because I was in a townhome, you know, and I'm looking to look out my window and see into the next person's house. Like they live (laughs) with me or something. I don't know, but I really was never scared. And I, I expected to be so scared and I, I really wasn't, I was okay. And I was, I was able to sleep at night, you know, and not be petrified. Like I thought I would be so, okay. Getting into my new house. I started working on my real estate uh, license before then, just because, um, you know, I didn't want to go back to college. I didn't, I don't have a college degree and I thought that's going to take too long and I need to do something that can make some money, something that's flexible because I don't like to be bossed around. (laughs) So I want to be my own boss. And, um, 
and my uh, my family's been in real estate. My grandpa had a ton of real estate in California. So it's just been in my family. So I decided to do that um, and just got started doing my real estate career and jumped into trying to see if I could find a man that liked me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now you're trying to find a man that likes you. Those are your words, not mine. (laughs) Let's just be clear about that. Did I, I know I ran into you on at least two of your dates. Oh Um, my gosh. Right. Dating. That could be a whole podcast in itself. Dating in in your fifties. Oh my gosh. Um, really, you were getting out there. You were dating. You got your license. You moved into home. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, um, I was dealing with a lot of grief. Okay. Like I said, you, you're grieving. And if I were to say anything to any woman who's getting divorced, do, do as I say, do not do as I do, do, did, do <laughs> not date that fast. It wasn't, it was my journey. Okay. I'm going to embrace my journey. I'm not going to shame myself. <laughs> okay. I've been trying to embrace my journey, but honestly, it's better to just heal, take a year or two and just find yourself and heal first. Because I think I just was so afraid of being alone. I'm being real honest and vulnerable. I was just so afraid of being alone. I think I just had, I was more wanting validation in the dating than, and that's never a good place to come from and try to be validated by, you know, men on the dating apps. Don't do that. (laughs) Not a good idea. I will say this though. There is something like if you have been depleted for a while, Mm -hmm it is nice to just feel like you're getting a compliment or that someone wants to take mm-hmm. you to dinner and that, yeah, that is maybe validation. Maybe that's not very healthy, but I did the same thing. No, I think I thought I was ready, but like, I really remember thinking I never want to date. I never want to marry again. I told everyone that that didn't mm-hmm. work out for me, but I never want to marry again, but just even having someone open my door and tell me I yeah. looks nice. Oh, and I they like, will. And they will, they will, right? And they will. (laughs) And I think that, um, I think that now I was in not a good place. So I, I now I understand why some of these guys were so surprised that I would go out with them (laughs) because I look at them and go, I don't, I'm not afraid. I'm not allowed to curse on the podcast. I'm sure. So I'll try to not curse as I express my feelings. Express your feelings just how you want. Okay. But I, now I look back at some of those guys and go, no wonder they were shocked that a woman of my caliber would pay any attention to them. <laughs> she hadn't been paid any attention to any of them. Oh my heck. Oh my gosh. I'm embarrassed. I'm like, Oh really, Jill? That's who you went out with seriously. Oh, we could get into lots of very, we'd have to put an explicit rating if we talked about some of this, not what I did, I don't mean that, but like just dating. Anyway, so I started dating a lot, went out with a lot of guys. Yes, I found out I could have a date every single day if I wanted one, which was validating. Yeah. Okay. I found that men this age, most of them, if they're worth anything, do not care if you have a perfect body. If they're good men and they are somebody you want, they don't care if you're perfect in your, your shape or you're, you know, super thin and in shape or, and so I I just, so quickly I found that, yes, you know, plenty of 
guys were interested in me. So that wasn't a worry anymore, but I do think you should be ready to do that because it's brutal. Also, you know, dating can be really brutal and you need to have boundaries if you're going to date at this age. So what did you do to heal? You know, yoga, I love yoga and I'm not a, so I'm not the yoga girl, like that goes to Vasa and can get in all those positions that these people do and like sweating, like (laughs) that's not, I like restorative yoga where you lay and breathe. And then 15 minutes later, you adjust your one leg. (laughs) That's the kind of yoga I like. Okay. So I, um, but that's what I needed. I just needed, I love yoga, you know, because yoga teaches you like you do what you do, what you can do. You listen to your body. So I learned to listen to my body. I learned how to breathe because I don't think I'd been breathing for 10 years. I mean, I really don't think I've been breathing for 10 years. And so I learned how to breathe. Um, I learned how to meditate. I didn't go do the real, like I said, the real athletic type yoga. Does that make sense? I went to more of the restorative yoga, um, more healing kind of yoga. I even went through a yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the process, I found that I'm not a yoga teacher. I'm not calm enough for that. Okay. <laughs> like I go to yoga to be, to be healed and calmed. I don't think I am the example of healing and calming. So I'm not going to teach yoga, but you know, I got almost certified about certified and I learned so much. So I did that. That was I would say, and there were nights, Amy, you know, in the, in the process of deciding on a divorce like this, that I went through, you know, there were nights like I couldn't get off my floor. I was on my floor, sobbing my eyes out. I couldn't get up to get to my bed, to walk a few steps to my bed. But what I could do is I had my yoga mat on the floor and I could inch over to my yoga mat three o'clock in the morning, crying my eyes out, couldn't breathe. I was crying so hard. And I would just start to move, just move my body and get into child's pose, you know, um, or just move and get into Savasana, you know, just laying on my back and just breathe. And as I move my body in the dark on my mat in the middle of the night and breathe, I was able to calm down. So I could get over to my bed and go to sleep. So I will say that, that yoga and breathing really, because sometimes when you're going through something so devastating, all you can do is breathe. You can't, all you can do is breathe. Like all, I mean, if you, if you, you have moments, right. That all you can think, if I could just breathe right now, I could just take a deep breath and slow my mind down. And as you slow your, as you, work on your breath, your mind slows down, right? You'll slow your mind as you work on your breath. So I would say that um, was number one, that in prayer. And, um, but honestly, I will say, you know, I don't think I had, you know, such a spiritual journey because I was pretty devastated. I was pretty mad at God (laughs) during this time. You know, I've been a pretty uh, spiritual slash religious person my, my whole life. And I would say during that time, yes, I prayed, but I was more needing to connect with me, with, with who I was and my strength. And this, I don't know if that makes sense, but 
I, so yes, I did some praying, but it wasn't a super spiritual time. I mean, it, and the, and the interesting thing is I had some of the most, um, like spiritual experiences, as we might say of my entire life at a time that I wasn't being very religious. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think that you speak to a lot of people as you say that, because I know that when I went through that, that was how it was for me. I was not being religious. I was doing the things, but I wasn't totally there, but I had more experiences like you were saying during that time than I ever had. And I think God is just very aware of all of his children and where they are and what they need. Mm-hmm. Even when, when we're struggling, you know, we need him most, but maybe we're not reaching out the way that we maybe would in another stage of our life. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, so yeah. I- and, and I wasn't doing the things if you were doing the things, I was not doing any of those things. Well, I mean, I wasn't, why. The only you know, why I was doing the thing is because I had three little kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I if had I older kids. Those yeah. kids. Then I for sure wouldn't have been doing those things. Yeah. So I would say I was not doing the religious things I had used to been doing, but, um, but I agree with you that I learned, you know, I always thought, Oh, you, you know, you have to be good. You have to be good in order for God to reach out and help you. And I learned during that, that's not, that's not true. That's not true because you, no matter where you are, no matter where you are spiritually, emotionally, you can be in the worst place of your life. You're still going to have, if you look for it and reach for it, you're going to get help in ways you've never, ever could imagine you could get help. Yeah. So, um, and then, so I did that. And then the other thing was friends. I'm a big friend girl. I love my girlfriends. I can live without them. I, <laughs> I, I want more of them. Um, I used to say when I didn't have to work that my full-time job was just to be friends because it was a full-time job. And then once I started working, a lot of my friends would be like, you are not being a very good friend anymore. Where are you? I'm like, you guys, like, I got to work now. Okay. <laughs> like, I can't just attend to you people. 24 seven anymore. <laughs> I mean, I just love friends. So I will say my friends, oh my gosh, without my friends, you know, without my friends, I had a couple of friends that I could call at three in the morning, four in the morning, and they would help me and wow. talk me through things. So friends for sure. Um, and, you know, sometimes your family, you know, I, sometimes your family is supportive and sometimes they just don't know how to be. So, you know, if you have a lot of people in your family who haven't been divorced, they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue what to say, what to do. And so, you know, I understood that most everybody in my family had, they had never experienced what I was going through. So how could they really help? Does that make sense? Um, So you don't need to be angry if people aren't there for you. It's probably because they just don't know how to be. I like that you say that too, because if they don't know how to be there for you, then yeah, they might not show up and you can take that a different way. You can take it like, oh my gosh, they don't care about me. That's not mm-hmm. necessarily true. They just, they just don't know what to do. They so just don't know what to do. Yeah. It's a thing. They don't know how to approach it. They don't know how to talk to you. You know, I had some people say, not my family, just, um, I had people, I had, uh, I remember one lady I met um, at a party or something, and she said, oh, asked me, you know, if I was divorced and how long I'd been married. And 
And her comment was, wow, you'd think after 30 years, you know, you just stick it out. (laughs) And I was, I just got up and walked away. And that's not me. I'm not like that. I don't just walk away from people, you know, and I had other people make the same comment. Gosh, you know, 30 years, why wouldn't you just work it out? Don't ever, that's the most ignorant, insensitive thing to ever say to anybody. You don't have a clue what you, you don't know where people have, you do not know what people are going through. If you knew you would probably pass out if you really knew what they were, what they were faced with. So, you know, people will say really stupid crap sometimes and you just have to, you know, don't get it either. They don't know. Yeah. They have no idea where you've been. And yeah, you think I want to, I'm not going to sit there and spew out Right. what happened to me. Okay. I'm none of your business, but well, I just, happened. I went through this, 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 and this. No. Yeah. No, not yeah. A, not a good thing for sure. Yeah. So then, yeah. So those are, I would say my friends, yoga, huge, my friends, you know, are probably the two huge things Just people find people, especially women who've been through the same thing because people who haven't don't understand how it feels. You've got to connect with, with women who have been through what you're going through. Yeah. You know, and that, and they can listen with empathy and help you. And just like in you, when I met you and I will always remember how much you helped me, Amy, because you're like, what are you talking about? You're beautiful. You're going to meet somebody else. You're, you're not going to be alone. And, and other friends would say the same thing, but I couldn't see that. I couldn't see that. Yeah. Where I was, you know, so yeah. Okay, so now you are remarried. Yeah. And you have a man that treats you well. Mm-hmm. So, Great guy. Mm-hmm. And your life didn't end. No, <laughs> no. I wanted it to a few times, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you lived through it. So now yes. you're on the other side of it. So let's talk about, um, you are remarried. You live in a new place. And you actually want to help women. Yes. Yes, I really do. So yeah. I thought what, what's that? So let's talk about that. Talk about your new marriage and talk about what you want to do for women now that you are where you are and you've been through what you've been through. Okay. Well, I would say, you know, yeah, I met such a great guy. I met a lot of really crappy guys. <laughs> for a while. And then once I met my husband, I'm like, okay, I better hold on to him. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a good, good man. And I could tell, um, things aren't perfect and they're never going to be perfect with anybody. Um, you come to a new marriage with a lot, a lifetime. He was married 41 years and his wife passed away of breast cancer. And I was married 30 years and, you know, had a tragic end to my, my marriage. So in that, there's a lot going on in each person's psyche and emotions. And so, yes, I love him. He is the most wonderful husband, but just because you move on doesn't mean everything's perfect. And doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges and your kids, you know, trying to adjust to someone new is hard, you know, all that. So I'm just saying, it's a different kind of hard, but it, I'm in a healthy place and with a healthy person who treats me well and that I don't have to worry about some things I had to worry about before. So um, 
so I think I dated so much that then I realized when I found him, I'm like, Oh, okay. I better hold on to this one. Cause <laughs> he, you know, and we, so we got married about a year ago and um, I just think that you got to be careful. You have to have boundaries and you have to know what you want. And I, I just, I see a lot of women in the dating world at my age that are just making a lot of mistakes, you know, hurting themselves. And I get it. I've been there. So yes, I would love to help women. And I'm, I don't sugarcoat things. I'm trying to be very um, appropriate on your podcast, (laughs) but I usually am a little more raw and to the point when I talk about this kind of stuff than I'm going to be here. Be you, be you, you're fine. (laughs) Um, but yes, I would love to help women. I think I end up doing it a lot just in, um, real estate. I've ended up meeting a lot of women that are, um, that are getting divorced and that are, um, you know, having to sell their homes and things like that. And I have found that I'm ending up counseling a lot of them as they're, you know, getting their homes and things like that. So I thought I would love to coach women and help them through this. Cause I've been through a very specific set of circumstances. A lot of women are facing <laughs> right now. Yeah. So good. And you do, I mean, you're already helping women, but you're like, maybe I need to do this for real. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need yes. to do it for real. And, and women like your age that um, were single and the dating and all that, you know, I had a lot of little friends that were in, you know, in my yoga class, I was the oldest one and they're all younger and they were on these dating and they just had a lot more, they had a lot more, um, sorry, my husband is not realizing that I am on the podcast and he's filling his ice, his thing, he's got to go. (laughs) So that's why you can hear some noise in the background. Sorry. Um, but and but in my at my age in our 50s, like there were not the choices, you know, like you, girls, younger women were having to date. And so it's kind of it's different once you get into your 50s and you're um, and you're dating. It's different. It's it is definitely yeah. more challenging. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I felt like it was challenging. I was in my 30s when I was dating again, and I thought that was hard, but really there are so many people out there that want companionship and want to have a partner and who are good people. And so it's Mm -hmm. being true to yourself. It's being true to what you want. Again, you brought up boundaries, the boundaries that you can live with, but also if you've been through a divorce and now you're dating and you're looking at, you know, remarriage or whatever, you really do change one bag of problems for another. Oh yeah. But as long as you can be healthy and healthy together within your relationship, that's what makes the difference. Yeah. And I think you have to expect that you're going to be grieving for a while. You know, just because you're happy in a new relationship doesn't mean you don't have a really sad moments where you just cry your heart out about what you've lost. And that's, I don't know, I'm only three years out from it. So I don't know how many years it'll go on. <laughs> but, but you're saying it still goes even today you'll find those moments of sadness oh absolutely absolutely because it was you know 30 years you know the father of my children and you know um and it's gonna 
it gets better, but you don't think just because you have a new relationship doesn't mean that you're not going to still have the pain of what you lost and the hurt and um, betrayal or, you know, emotional abuse or whatever it is, physical abuse, whatever you went through. And, and all of that is part of who you are. So you've got to really expect that that's not just because you find somebody new, that doesn't just go away, but you have somebody, hopefully you find somebody that can walk through it with you and understand it and let you cry on their shoulder or just cry on your own, (laughs) you know, work Mm -hmm. through your, your things on your own. I think that's one thing I didn't realize is I thought, Oh, you meet somebody new. Everything's great. You're not going to, all of that will be gone. That's not true. It's not gone. (laughs) It's not gone. You know, especially for younger women, I guess, you know, kids, I, my kids are, were grown, you know, are all at the house or my husband's. So we don't have kids that live with us. That's a whole nother thing that I don't, I, I was a child of that, of a mixed family, but I, you know, I haven't had to deal with that, but that's a whole nother ball of wax to deal with, I'm sure. But just be, I think, patient with yourself and have a lot of grace with yourself and just give yourself a lot of love and understanding and don't expect that just you're going to snap your fingers and be over a divorce. It goes on and on and on, and you just have to love yourself through it and be patient. Such a good advice. I'm so excited for you and where you're going to you oh, really continually serve more women. I know you talk to women already, but you're like, wait, I think I want to like, just do this. Yes, I do. Cause I just love it. And I love women and I, I have such compassion and you are doing an amazing thing. Cause you helped me so much, Amy. And I'm so glad you decided to be a life coach and do this podcast. Cause you're so talented at it. And oh. anybody who's thinking about having Amy be a coach for them, call her up, do it. It's worth oh. it. She, she's amazing. And you really helped me a lot and not even in a official setting, right? Just so now that you're all totally focused on it, you're really going to fly with these women that need your help. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of women out there. When I went through my divorce, my divorce attorney um, said, yeah, what you're going through is more, more common than you think. Mm-hmm. And um, that's for another time to talk about that. But, <laughs> but, you know, she said, yeah, this is very common. Divorces are happening all the time. I know, and, you know, it's sad, but it is most, it's a reality to a lot of people. And so mm-hmm. and that's why, that's why I wanted you on this podcast is just to be a voice and have people see that these stories, you, there is life after divorce, there is life. And I watched Jill pick up her life and be like, you know what, you know, like when I met you, you were just like, no way like this, I can't believe this is happening. And even still, you can look back on that and maybe think that like, wow, I can't believe that happened. But but it did happen. And mm-hmm. you were a stay-at-home mom without a college degree. And you're like, no one's going to want me. There's all these things that so many people think that you were thinking. But mm-hmm. what did you do? You even got you, like you went through yoga training. I didn't know you did that. But yoga training and yes. real estate and dating and moving into a new place and just, mm-hmm. hey, this is my life. I've, I've got to pick up. I've got, got to pick myself up and move forward. And you did. And it's been so fun to see you. And so that's, that's why I just thought, you know what, people need to hear Jill's voice. So I am going to, I know that Jill wants to start coaching more too. So there will be information 
as it becomes available, I'll put it in the show notes as you have like what oh, so that people can reach out to you too. She's, uh, she helps a lot of women that are 50 years old and older and faced with the empty nesting and like life starting over and that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Transition. So, yeah. Thank yes. you so much for being oh, on the appreciate it thank you for having me i'm sorry if there's some background noise we kind of did it if there's some background noise i didn't mean to have so sorry about that oh (laughs) no problem at all it happens we're all we're all doing the best we can right yes and thank you so much appreciate it so fun to talk to you and i just admire you so much so glad you're you're doing this amy you're gonna you're amazing oh thank you bye okay bye-bye hey if you enjoyed listening to this podcast Make sure you are subscribed to my weekly newsletter and Facebook group so you don't miss anything. Find both on my website at luckysanders.com.